Welcome to the Wolfpack Leadership and Culture Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. In today's episode, I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Sean Smith, who's currently the new installations director for Jardine Schindler Lifts in Singapore. Man, this guy, he has an absolute passion for all things leadership, but in particular, he loves helping the next generation of leaders get ahead in the corporate world by trusting their conscience and helping them create an environment where employees feel motivated to do their best work. Man, we had a fantastic talk. It was a little bit early for him when we got him on the podcast, but we had a great talk about taking care of yourself, a little bit about the self-care for leaders. So if you're a business person and you've been struggling a little bit on self-care, keep yourself motivated, and in turn, looking after your team, well, then this is the episode for you. But for now, my name is Pip. Let's get to this. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today there, Sean. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your day, um, especially starting a bit early in the day. Um, I've done a brief intro about who you are, but why don't you put it into your own words? Tell us a bit about who you are, what it is you do, and why you're on the podcast today. Yeah, good morning. Um, thanks, first of all, for having me on the podcast. Really a pleasure. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm Sean. Um, so I'm originally from Switzerland. So I'm half Scottish, half Swiss, actually. Um, but I've actually spent my whole, uh, most of my life, actually, in Southeast Asia, in the Asia, Asia region. Um, and yeah, after spending most of my schooling here in Asia, I came back to, to start working here. Um, after I spent um, some time in the Swiss National Service uh, in Switzerland, then I came back out here um, and started working for a company called Schindler um, in Jakarta. So Schindler, if you don't know uh, Schindler, we uh, sell and install lifts and escalators around the globe. So uh, started in Jakarta um, with you know no experience in the industry, basically directly out of university, and that's really when I started you know getting into leadership, uh, learning about leadership. And then also um, learning about self-care, which we'll we'll talk a bit about uh, later. And um, those five years in in Jakarta really um, helped me build that foundation around leadership, which then allowed me to come to Singapore, where I am now. So I've been in Singapore now for the last uh, two years, still working for Schindler. Um, But it was really those first five years in Jakarta that uh, helped me build uh, my leadership experience. Um, And also the the Swiss National Service really uh, helped build that foundation because at an early age, um, really spent a lot of time uh, leading people that didn't really necessarily want to be there because yeah. they weren't, you know, they, they, you couldn't motivate them through money or through uh, career progression and so on. So the, it was mandatory. So, so a lot of people there were just, um, you know, there because they had to. So it really helped also understand sort of that uh, basic fundamental concept of how you can uh, motivate and you can lead uh, people. So that's a bit about uh, me. Um, yeah, now I'm based here in Singapore. It's early morning, 7 a.m. So slowly, hopefully, it'll get a bit lighter. Um, but yeah, all good on my side. Fantastic. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting position to be in where you have to lead people who are pretty much being forced to be there for lack of better terms. It's definitely a, a challenging situation for, for many leaders if they've ever found themselves in that position where, you know, you have to be here, you know, just go about the motions or find ways to, you know, lead people. But we're here to talk a bit about today uh, about self-care and leadership. So I know as a leader, as a business owner, a lot of the times we get really caught into the, the grind of the things and looking after ourselves can easily fall by the side. 
why is self-care important for a leader? Like, what is it? What are the benefits? Why should I care? So, I mean, maybe I'll start from why I, you know, for me, why it's been really important is for me as a, as a leader, my philosophy around leadership is you really need to be there for the team, right? So your job as the leader is to fundamentally, the most important thing is to be there for your team. And that means really coming, you know, coming to work consistently at your absolute best, because when you're at your absolute best, uh, you can really support the team, you know, you're switched on, you can challenge them, but you can support them, you can question them, all, all those things you need to do um, as a leader. Listening, you know, listening is very difficult when you're tired, when you're aggravated and so on, but listening is such a key, such a key uh, asset of a leader. And those things you can only do when you're well rested, when you're really at your best. Um, and then for, for me, especially because I was a young uh, leader, especially starting in Jakarta and the first team I led, I didn't really have, you know, all the industry experience and the years and years of experience to lead such a large team. So all I had to really um, work with was really absolutely being there as much as possible and at my best. And that's really where my sort of passion and my sort of drive for self-care as a, as a leader uh, came in. So, yeah, if, if, if you really want to be there for your team, then you need to make sure you come to work um, at your best. And that's where self-care uh, comes in. Um, we can go into the details of the aspects of self-care, but that's why you need to come uh, yeah. to work refreshed. I agree with you 100%. I've often said, you know, as a leader, as a boss, you work for your team, not the other way around. And if you're sluggish, cranky, overworked, underperforming, you're holding your team back. And, you know, your expectations is that your team is going to do these great things. But if you're the thing holding them back, because like you said, you're not well rested, you're not listening, it all falls back onto you. And I know a lot of leaders really struggle with that concept that they're the one holding their team back. And, you know, I know I've been at times where I've overworked myself and I've definitely held my team back because I haven't been responsive enough because I've been too tired. Um, Mm. So as we, with self care, what are some of the aspects? Like what can we do as leaders? You You mentioned the, you know, the idea of being well rested, but, now, if we're looking to put some action into works, what can we do to look after ourselves and ultimately look after our team who's going to look after our business? So, I mean, uh, there, there are quite a lot of things. And before I go into the detail, I would say it's really about finding out what works for you as an individual, because everybody's uh, quite different. But uh, what works for me and my probably my two favorite ones, I really, really you know, make sure I never miss, it's in my calendar, it's my me time, is one is sleep, and then the second one is uh, exercise, some form of sports. Okay, I'm a, I'm a big sports fanatic, but the, the exercise part could be a hobby, right? Could For other people, could be playing a musical instrument, could be painting, could be whatever it is. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, hardcore sports. Uh, that just works uh, for me. But we start with uh, sleep. For me, sleep is really the fundamental um, aspect of, of self-care, right? So making sure you get enough sleep um, consistently. So generally, um, maybe around seven to eight hours, consistently getting enough sleep will not only make you make sure that you're refreshed, less stressed, you've processed what has happened the previous day, but also consistently over the long term, it'll also just generally make you healthier. So you'll have fewer sick days or or weeks where you you're sick, but you're still working a bit and you're you know you're dealing with something. So 
if you can get regularly good sleep, one, it'll help you every day feel energized, clear-minded, um, and, and refreshed. But in the long term, it also you know, helps you avoid burnout or longer periods where you're sick or consistently getting a cold here and a, a cold there. So that's why for me, sleep is really, really sort of the fundamental key point. And then that mixed, for example, for my case, for doing uh, exercise. So I'm a big triathlon fan, so I do a lot of uh, triathlon training. Um, I, I schedule that in the morning. So to kick off my day, usually get up at 5 a.m. To kick off my day, I, I do around one hour of training. And I just make sure I get that in every morning. One, one, it makes me feel like I've already achieved something before I come to work. Yes. But the biggest, the biggest thing I actually realize is when I come to work, because I've already, you know, brought myself up to a to a higher level by training my body feels warm is it's functioning um, at a at a good capacity is when I come to work I I start straight away right there's no warm-up period at work so I come in maybe 8 8 30 and just 100% into work because I've, I've already warmed up through my training and everything and the second thing is for me at least and I think that's common for quite a lot of people while I'm training while I'm on my bike or out for a run or, or swimming I also do a lot of my best thinking so the problems I maybe faced the day before um, or I couldn't fix after a good night's sleep then out training out running um, it really helps process uh, those problems and problem solving or new ideas creative ideas so many of them have come uh, while I've, while I've been training so I'd say those two, so sleep and, and exercise for me are really the, the fundamentals. I, um, I have to agree with you on those for sure. I I know personally, like I got this morning at about 5.30, I went to the gym and I, I'm with you. The whole concept that going to the gym, I've accomplished something. I feel like I've ticked that box. I'm already winning for the day. And I know there are days, I'll admit fully, where I'm too tired and I was like, I need a bit more rest. So I put off the gym or I make that excuse. But I find the rest of my day is also like a trickle down effect of I've already made one excuse. I'll make, I definitely find myself making a lot more excuses. Where today, I'll admit, I didn't want to get up at 5.30 this morning. It was like, mm. no, I was like, no, yeah. I got to do this. And I you know, succeeded. I you know, went to the gym, got my, my workout in, came came home, started to work from my home office. Now we're doing this, you know, the podcast. I I find, like I say, a lot of great thinking and problem solving is really done outside of the office, especially those early morning sessions. You know, you come yeah. in the office and you're switched on, you know, said so you have that win already in the head, in your head. It's just continuing that momentum because we, you know, we've all been there trying to get things started is often the hardest part, but if you, you've already been, training on the bike or running for a, for an hour or so you go in the office you're just continuing mm. that momentum it's it's fantastic and sleep is definitely you know a big factor a lot of people don't um get enough sleep are you somebody who can take naps are you in, or do you have that ability to lay down for half an hour or five minutes and get a nap or anything in uh I, I, absolutely i mean I, i'm somebody that could that could always uh sleep I mean, definitely during my uh, you know, my military days, I would just, you know, any chance I would get to get a 20 minute power nap, you know, sleep wherever I could. I remember sleeping in like open public uh, car park lots uh, early in the morning just to get in that extra 20, 20 minutes. But the same, the same, um, the same, you know, at work, I don't, I don't nap, a, nap at work, but on weekends and stuff, you know, easily uh, could take a 20 minute uh, nap. 
what I've learned is when you're taking naps, uh, and this I really learned during the, the national service is it's either 20 minutes or w roughly one and a half hours. Every time I take a nap of maybe an hour, uh, because you're in those uh, in a, a sleep pattern, um, you actually wake up a bit groggy. But if you do a 20 minute power nap or you sleep for longer, like a longer nap, maybe one and a half hours, two hours, then when you wake up, one, you feel refreshed, but you're not you're not waking up while you're in a deeper sleep. So, so you don't feel uh, more groggy but I've found in between you wake up and you feel you feel quite a quite sleepy although you actually just took a nap see I, I have to admit I am fully envious that you can nap or or anybody who can nap I just can't for whatever reason the way my brain's wired yeah. I'm unable to nap but on the flip side the moment I lay down like flat in my bed mm -hmm. at night mm -hmm. Two minutes and I'm out. Oh, yeah. It's it, it drives my partner insane. We sitting up reading or talking or watching TV in bed. I'll move one pillow aside and I lay flat and she just knows in two minutes I am out cold. And it's as simple as for me going flat and I'll sleep pretty much through the entire night. So I think it's where I'm, I'm lucky in that sense where I'm not having to or don't have the ability to nap where I, you know, when I'm tired is like, cool. I'm good. I'm you know, flat mm. and I'm out until my alarm goes off in the morning. But I do, I've heard so many amazing people, yourself and all these different coaches talking about power naps. And I've tried, but my brain unfortunately just doesn't <laughs> stop during the day or anything. Yeah. So I'm just like, no, keep going. I go full speed. And at the end of the day, it's cool, flat. Uh, but it's good to hear a couple of tips and what you mm. recommend, like that 20 or the hour and a half time frame because i know there are a lot of people trying to get into the the power nap aspect and you're wanting to to learn how to do that so that's definitely mm. uh good um so you say you get up around five o'clock in the morning yeah. so that means you go to bed relatively early as well like yeah. i do yeah yeah yeah, yeah and th this is a you know this is something you need to make a habit right with most things self-care it's about making it a habit right? if if at the end you're listening to this podcast and you take away all the tips if you can't, if you don't make them a habit and you need to make a decision every single day on every single item, it, it will it, it will not work because there's so much energy that you need to take up just forcing yourself or, or making those decisions. So it's with the sleeping, um, with the sleeping, it's really you know become a habit. We say, okay, between around nine, you know, switch off the screens and stuff and why, sort of wind down to then get into to bed um and by 9 30 aim to you know be be asleep and that generally depending on exactly when i get up but that generally gives me the seven to to eight hours and i'm a bit like you basically lie down and and most days you know just out uh, out straight away so sleep sleep through the night so so it works and it was it was uh, interesting when i first met my my girlfriend so uh, we've been together now for a long time so six years um she was you know somebody who would stay up until 1 2 a.m um, but I was always going to bed at nine, nine thirty. So I would refuse. To, I refused to to change because my sleep's sort of sacred to me. So she adapted, and what she then realizes: Wow, now that I've been sleeping so much because she wasn't getting the seven to eight hours of sleep, she really she she really noticed the difference. And now you ask her, she would never go back. It's like a routine: nine, nine thirty, start getting ready for bed. She she wouldn't trade her sleep, but it was only once she really got into that routine that she then realized how much uh, how much of a benefit the sleep brought her 
Definitely. I, I'm, I'm still trying to get my partner on side with me. She's a, she's a bit more of a night owl, but she doesn't get up as early as me. So she still is getting the same comparable amount of hours of sleep with a slightly different scale for when she goes down. But I, you know, I know that as a leader, when you're not rested, you're definitely not thinking as clearly. You're mm. also less receptive to yeah. ideas. Um, and that's one of the biggest challenges we have as business owners and leaders is taking on advice and hearing people out. And, you know, you need you know, to be well rested to take someone's opinion and not take it personally and be like, they're just here to help me. So I agree. Sleep is a massive you know, thing for all leaders. Great for self-care and, you know, fitness and be, uh, being going to the gym or doing some sort of activity, be it walking your dog. I, one of the other podcasts I did, I interviewed a coach in a PT in England, a good mm-hmm. friend of mine. And we were discussing, there was an interview that I found ages ago and it was, I can't remember who the person was. He said that going to the gym was a waste of time for, for business leaders because it's more time that could be spent making calls or do, or doing work. What do you, what do you feel like that's like self-care as we're here talking about? So we know that you believe in fitness. I believe in fitness when there's this. Someone pretty, I can't remember who it was, but he was a well, well-known well individual saying it's a waste of time. You should be focusing on your business. What do you think about that and the self-care aspect? I mean, for for me, I would I mean, I would argue that uh, it doesn't quite, quite make sense because for me, I come back to sports. So we all know if you're an elite sports uh, person, whether it's going to the Olympics or, you know, competing at, at Wimbledon or, or some, whatever sports elite level uh, you're at, if you follow the athletes, they all follow a cycle of, okay, train hard and then recover. And then they generally maybe have a, for example, a three-week cycle where they do a three-week block of intensity, then one-week uh, recovery. And, and the whole concept is if you really want to be performing at your peak, um, really at your best, then you always need those uh, dips of recovery so that you can really peak. So it's really, for me, it's really coming uh, from, from that concept. If you really want to be at your absolute best um, a lot of the time and when it really counts, you know, when you're with your team or when you have an important presentation or whatever, whatever it is, if you really want to be at your peak and your best, you need to have those moments of self-care where you re-energize, where you take care of yourself. But then also, if you look at athletes in terms of getting injured and so on, injury comes from constantly grinding it out, you know, constantly just training, training, training. But if you don't take that rest, if you don't let your uh, body sort of absorb it, then you'll get injured. And then that's the same with self-care and leadership, right? Yes, you could skip the gym, skip the sleep, keep going for six months, but then eventually you, you might be burned out. You might just constantly be getting sick, just not have that clarity anymore. And then you'll 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 be forced probably to really take a full break, right? So instead of um, you know maybe for the first six months being ahead because you're just constantly grinding it out, you pace yourself and you really peak. You know at, at key points, you're always at your best, but you can do it for years and years and years and years uh, to come without those those massive dips. So for yeah. me, it's it's really that argument uh, and that mindset that that's really really helped me. But yeah, I've, I've, you know, spoken to entrepreneurs, you see entrepreneurs, you see other people, they just say, no, I don't have time for exercise. I don't have time for good food. I don't have time for sleep because I need to, you know, I need to uh, be working and I need to make those calls or I need to 
you know, whatever they need to do. But um, yeah, and it's a balance, right? You can't just constantly say, sorry, you can't just constantly say you're, um, you're sleeping and you're only exercising because then you don't get any work done. But you need to find for yourself that balance where, okay, I'm still performing really well and I can do this long term, um, but I still get enough uh, work done. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I, I agree with you fully. Um, so fitness, rest, key things, uh, personal care for leadership. What are some other things that as leaders we should be doing to look after ourselves? So I'd say one other thing that's sort of really uh, on more how you mentally feel is really making sure you spend time or you have time for friends and family. So friends and family, I feel like is a really important aspect of, of self-care because Every time you spend time with, usually, you know, should be really good friends, people that that encourage you, or um, or close family if you've got good uh, family relationships, they will generally always encourage you. So when when I've been in my deepest sort of, uh, you know, let's say, mindset wise, not motivated or really struggling, it's always either really close friends or or my family that always encourages me, makes me feel more positive. Talks to me, you know, directly and gives me the feedback or the input that I need, um, and just spending time with them, enjoying it, right, without your mobile phones, without all your other devices, can really make you feel a lot more positive and and relaxed, right? And I think it's important to have that aspect. Yeah, it's not, you know, let's say physically like sleep or or exercise, but mentally, um, spending time with really good friends um, or family can have such a morale motivation boost um, on you. Plus, whatever happens at work, you know, or, or with your business, they they will be the ones that will still be there if anything goes wrong, right? So you don't you also don't want to, uh, yeah, you also don't want to neglect them, right? Because they, then they're they're always going to be there for you. Um, yeah, so, so that's really. Uh, that's that's one area really friends and friends and family i'm a i agree definitely i'm a huge believer as a leader trying to develop teams that as a leader we also need to value our team members friends and family we need to Mm. you know thank them you know the way i look at it is if i've got all these employees working for me they're inevitably spending time away from their friends and family so they're family, their spouses, their kids, their pets are sacrificing their, you know, their, their you time to help mm. me grow my passion. So I advocate with all my clients that, you know, you should be sending Christmas cards and birthday cards to the family, learn who they are, find out if there's a graduation or something going on, mm. you know, take a little bit of interest into your team's team because, you know, when they go home stressed and cranky because it's been a long, hard day, it's good to have somebody on your side when you're back home. This is, I guess it's a selfish little technique in a way, but if you've got a great team member who goes home cranky and frustrated, but their spouse is like, you know, it's, it's a busy time. The business, you know, they really do care about you. In fact, they've given you some time off the end of the project to really you know, show that they appreciate you. It definitely helps retain staff in my opinion. And, you yeah. know, because the last thing you want is people going home cranky to a spouse who's like, well, you're never here anyways, so why don't you just quit your job? And there's all that negativity yeah. that they're bringing yeah. home that you're fostering, then that's not helping the long term you know, of your business growth. And you're right, the idea of you know, surrounding yourself with good people, positive, and that are going to support you, it really brings a new energy back into your life. And 
yeah, I find, you know, when I'm around those people, I get more motivation, more energy to put back into my yep. business because I see them supporting me. It's just like, you know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm working hard and it's, mm. you know, it feels like my dedication is being validated. And that's, I guess, in a way to look at is that when, you know, if you spend time with your friends and family, they're going to help validate your passions and you're going to realize that you're, you're on the right track and you should continue following your goals. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, th I think, you know, you're at your point about um, family of your team, um, of the people you work with is, is so key in retention. You know, so often we, we actually overlook the, the impact you have. Like, like you say, if you come back to your, to your husband or to your wife or to your family and they're saying you're not around or why are you still working there and so on, that has a huge impact on their decision whether to, you know, uh, whether they're motivated, keep on working for the company and so on. And, and really, you know, taking care of that aspect has a huge, huge impact on how, um, how your team feels and, and retention generally within the company. So excellent point. Yeah, I worked with a gentleman four years or so ago, and his wife, she was responsible for the women's rugby league here mm -hmm. in Australia. And at the time, they were pushing really hard. She was super busy with all this. And they were coming to the end of one of their big competitions or something. And her boss said, um, you're not working Friday. Here is the company credit cards. You are going to take your husband out for dinner on mm -hmm. us. You're going to take a taxi on us. You're going to have drinks. You're going to have dinner. You guys are going to have Friday and you're going to have the whole weekend. No work. I want to thank him because I know how much you've been away recently traveling and doing all these different things. And he like, when he came back, he's like, man, that was the most amazing thing. I took an extra day off. We haven't spent any time together and the company bought us dinner and our taxi. And he's like, we, we were able to spend some time together. He's like, mm. that's a great boss. I'm like, he's raving about someone else as a boss who he doesn't work for. He's like, this guy's awesome. He's, you know, he's yeah. taking care of my wife. He sees the value. I'm just like, you really, like, this guy's, he's got something. He knows, you know, who to look after. Cause it, it's not just your employees. It's mm -hmm. the people who got their back. It's, you know, that's, I find was a huge, huge lesson for me. I was like, I need to invest more in my team's family to know who they are and what their, what their interests are. So I can try to thank them as yeah. much as effectively as I can. It's very, yeah, it's very powerful. Yeah. yeah. So what, what else? What, 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 were you, what are some other like, hidden nuggets? So I would say um, I've got two, so two more things on my mind. One is, um, one is also diet. So not, I'm not talking about diet when I say diet, you know, whatever, lose weight and so on. It's really about drink only water the, and uh, lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And some soup diet the entire time. So yeah. It's not, it's not about that. It's, it's really about what you put um, into your body and understanding how that has an impact on your energy levels um, and how it impacts you. And again, everybody's uh, different. You but, say that uh, as I drink my morning coffee, yes. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, coffee is also, uh, a, a certain amount of coffee is also proven to be, uh, you know, bene beneficial. So yeah. <laughs> um, I actually just wrote a LinkedIn post uh, just, I think, uh, one or two days ago about um, about diet. And it's really you know, it comes back to such fundamental things and nearly sounds stupid. But for example, drinking enough water already, how many times have you, uh, I know I have, right? So, but how many times have you been during maybe towards the afternoon, you've sort of got a, a bit of a headache or it's not, you know, not so clear. And then you realize, well, 
actually, I've been totally dehydrated. I've been so focused on my work or running from meeting to meeting, I haven't drunk enough uh, water. And and of course, yeah, it's just it's just water and it's just a bit of a headache, but that can make the difference between really being switched on, like you said, you know, picking up on certain uh, things or taking feedback better or, or, or listening and, and not. So, for example, uh, drinking enough water throughout the day can be a simple tip. The other thing for me that always impacted me a lot uh, earlier on in my career was big lunches, sort of carby lunches at lunchtime. Um, and especially sort of in, in Europe, uh, we'd go for lunch. When I was an intern, we'd go for lunch. Uh, we'd eat pasta and pizza and everything like that. And then whatever, from two to four, I basically felt nearly, you know, nearly comatose at, at work. I needed to stand up and, uh, in the entire time. And it, and it's same same here in Singapore and Asia. You know, a lot of rice sometimes. So if you have a lot of rice uh, at lunch, you can, it, for me at least, it, it impacts me in the in the afternoon. So it's understanding how that kind of food um, impacts you because if you're sleepy, you're sort of trying to stay awake in that after after lunch meeting you're not really picking up much no it's in that sense wasting your your time because you're not at your your best and i would say the you know the other thing for me as well as uh, for example alcohol i know we you know i like to have a beer as well i like to uh, drink my wine but as a general rule i try for example during the work week not to uh, not to drink not to drink any alcohol and only have it for example friday saturday because i just know even two beers the night before will, especially in the morning, the sort of before lunch, I'll just I'll just not be as switched on. I'll have a bit of a groggy head and so on. Everybody's different, but for me, those are the things that sort of I've really fine tuned over the years to make sure that I'm performing um, at my best when I come to work. And it's really about understanding how what you eat or what you drink impacts uh, impacts you. So I'd say that that aspect of I say diet um, is also really quite important in leadership. Definitely. I love the fact that you've you said a few times during the podcast today, this works for me. Like This is my personal, like this is what I do. Mm -hmm. um, I find so many people are looking for that magic formula. This is, pardon me, my sneeze. Nope. Uh, this is what everyone, you know, this is the magic formula. If you, if you do A, B, you reach mm -hmm. C. And there, there is no magic formula for anything. If it was, we'd all be super rich. Yeah. We'd all have the most powerful businesses. We'd all be super healthy. We'd all be triathletes and Olympic, like, you know, mm. gold medal winners. But there isn't a magic formula. I personally know that if I've had a long day and my mind's racing, if I sit down with a nice scotch and a sip on that, my mind just shuts off mm. and I'm able to relax more and you know having one drink midweek or something like that but i'm focused on a different you know sensory aspect and it allows me personally to really you know switch off and come the morning yeah. i feel a bit more well rested because i turn my mind off for that longer mm. period of time but that works for me and it's taken yeah. me many years and so i think anyone who listens to this don't look for the the magic formula there there isn't one yeah. um you know I've got some formulas I use with clients and I say, you know, there's different things that you have to put in. Like the formula is a baseline. If you look after yourself and you take good care of yourself, you're going to be able to take care of other people. But mm. what those, you know, factors that fill in the formula are is different for every person. You I nap, I can't nap. And, you know, if I try to nap, I feel more stressed because 
I lay in the bed for 20 minutes mm. and I've accomplished nothing, not even a rest. I was like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I should yeah. just kept working. So I think it's great that you're, you know, cluey enough that, you know, it's not a magic, you know, solution. Do this yeah. and you'll win because it's not, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, exactly on that point. So often you read so, so much, all these top CEOs, they get up at 5 a.m. or at 4 a.m. or at 3 a.m. or whenever, whenever crazy early, early hours. And okay, that works for them. But just because you know some people work up, wake up really, really early, doesn't mean it wor- works for you. In general, you just need to find out. Okay, how can you come back and the next day well rested? But if that means, and if you're scheduled with kids and all that, maybe that means you still get up at seven or eight or what. Whenever it, you run your own business, you can get up, you know, later in the day. That's you know, that's that's fine. It's about figuring out what works for you so that you can come back well rested. That's it. I know like a good friend of mine, he's, uh, he does video editing and he mm. often says he will work late into the night and do all his editing, you know, from 10 o'clock to, you know, midnight. He says, I get the best work done. He's the best part for him is if his daughter wakes up, he can deal with it during that two hours yeah. and knowing that come the morning, his wife is going to give him the two extra hours of sleep that she got. Mm. And it's a team thing. It's, yeah. you, you have to respect the other people in your house I find it interesting. We hear all these people talk with the 4 a.m. club and get up super early. Mm-hmm. Like it really, it's you have to have a conversation with your loved ones, being like, "This is my my lifestyle. It means I'm going to be going to bed at seven o'clock. Are you willing to work with me in this thing?" And if they're like, "Well, no," you're losing time with your loved one, which causes more stress and yep. other factors. So when it, for me, when I think of self care, I need to make sure that my partner that she's on board with the things that I'm doing. And she understands that if I, you know, if I get up at 5 a.m. to go do work or whatever, you know, I'm going to get up quietly. I'm not going to try to make the bed to disturb her or anything. I'm just going to sneak yeah. out, do my stuff, yeah. and knowing that she's getting the time to, that she needs to rest. And it's a give and take. And I'm making sure that my evenings have time set aside for her because we've, I'm sure, like I know, our personal lives does play a big factor in our business. And if we're so focused on this 4 a.m. club and all these other things, that we lose sight of the people at home when those relationships, you know, start to put more stress on us, we bring mm. that into the office. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, the whole looking, taking care of your family and spending yeah. time with those individuals is, you know, super important because if those break down more stress, you can be more exactly. snappy at your team members and it's, it's not going to work well for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I think this is fantastic. I think far too many leaders definitely don't take good enough care of themselves um, with the ability for us to get food so quick and so easy, it's easy to eat bad stuff. I know I personally try to meal prep as much as I can mm. on the weekend. So I Same. Yeah. try not to make those excuses. I also find it, you know, it gives me extra time in my day. If I'm, you know, if I don't have to get up my office and go down to the local cafe or something to get lunch or cook anything, I've got my salad or whatever next to me. Mm. You know, I try not to eat while I work. I think it's important for us to stop and, you know, re- regenerate. And when you're with the team, it's really, I, I'm an advocate of bringing lunchrooms back. I think businesses need to bring, when we can all leave home, yeah. <laughs> I can bring people together or even do Zoom lunch meetings. Yeah. I think there's an yeah. important aspect a lot of us are, are missing. Um, you know, having that good, healthy food and not having to go out, you know, saves us time, but also mm. you know, makes us healthier. And Absolutely. We, and as a leader, we need to be healthy because if our mind is not at its best, our team struggles. Our team's not going to – can't rely on us. Oh. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more.
Yeah. So, all right, we're running a little bit low on time because I know you've got stuff to get going. Do you have any final tips, something like a golden nugget you want to drop for us or is one thing you really want the listeners to, to really take home today about self-care and the importance for as a leader? So, I, I mean, maybe a golden nugget is sort of in three things, uh, three things that I would follow if you if you want to uh, work on your self-care as a leader um, and figure out what works for you. So first, first thing is really the mindset aspect, right? If you want to start with self-care and like you were mentioning that coach that said, you know, don't go to the gym. It's really about adopting a mindset of saying, okay, I'm in leadership. I'm like an elite athlete to peak and to be really at my best for my team. And in those important moments, I need to also uh, recover and rest. And that's how I make sure that I can be, you know, long-term be successful, but also really make sure that I'm at my best when I come to work or when I have those important moments. If you can adopt that sort of uh, mindset, then find out what works for you, right? So it's first the mindset, then finding out what works for you. So we've given some examples, for example, sleep, diet, exercise, friends and family, other hobbies, figure out what really works and helps uh, you come back really energized and refreshed. And the last thing is once you've figured uh, out what works is really, really making it a habit, really scheduling, you know, the, the habit part and the scheduling part we haven't really spoken about so much. It's really about making sure you've got that in your calendar or you've set it up so that one, you don't really need to make a decision, but nobody can take that time uh, away from you. And if you can, if you can do those three things, so you adopt the mindset um, and then you figure out what works. And once you figure out what works, whether it's the sleep or the exercise of friends and family, you schedule it and you defend that time, you know, like crazy. Um, then it'll really, it will really be easier to to take care of yourself and come back refreshed. And that's why, for example, my exercise, I do it early in the morning. I do it at uh, I start probably around six after I get up and have a coffee. Start around six because at six to seven, generally nobody's working nobody's going to bother me. I've really got my uh, alone time and, and it's protected. If I do it in the evening, a lot of the time there's still calls, there's still customer uh, that customers that I need to talk with and, and so on. So protecting those key moments for your self-care by scheduling it, making it, making it a habit and not, not letting anybody take away that time um, really, really makes it sustainable um, in, the, in the long term. So I'd say those three things, the mindset, think like an athlete the second thing is really um, figuring out what works for you we've given you some tips in in the podcast and then the third thing is make it a habit and defend you know protect that time for self-care 100 i think uh you're right we didn't unfortunately get the time to really chat about the whole um habit aspect we'll, we'll do a sec i'll get you on another episode we'll talk a lot more about habit because i think it's really important uh briefly about that before the time runs out for you to get to, to work today no um I, one of the things I coach a lot of people on when I'm talking about habits and form these these new you know systems is to do the 90-30 rule. So mm. they say about 90 days of conscious effort forms a habit, then 30 days of you know repetition will then make it last forever. And I'm a big believer of this is that if you can really dedicate and put those reminders in your calendar that every you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're at the gym at six o'clock. If you keep doing that and make that a habit after 90 days of real, 
you know, oh, self-aware, I'm doing this. Eventually, the the following 30 days just becomes habit. And if you can yeah. do the 120, it becomes part of your lifestyle. And one of the things I learned from a, a good friend of mine who's a personal trainer, um, and I've he uses it for diet, I use it for leadership. Don't change too much at once. Mm. Try and get uh, super, yeah. yeah, super ripped or something. This is like, oh, here's all the bad stuff. We're going to cut all of it. That's a shock to the system. It's no, what's bad? Your sugar intake's a bit too high, so we're going to reduce that this week. And then two weeks later, he's like, oh, let's you know start to introduce these other foods and remove. And like, mm. So if you're really trying to become a, a better leader and take better care of yourself. Don't do too much at once. I think there's a lot of risk of being burned out, overworking yourself, overstressing. Okay. So take small little bites at first. Yeah. You know, try that nap. Ta- tackle, yeah, yeah, exactly. Tackle, tackle one thing, and that's what we so often see with uh, New Year's resolutions, right? We have New Year, January. You have all this list, this big list, and you're going to get you know ripped or run a marathon and do this and do that and that by February. Most of the people have uh, have basically stopped or given up because they put so, so much to to change so yeah pick pick one thing it might be a nap might be going to bed a bit earlier getting one hour extra sleep or getting a 20 minute uh walk or something in but pick something small baby steps but if you can do them consistently it will really build up into that habit but it, you'll be able to do it long term 100 percent. yeah definitely and i think doing these like those three steps you know you know go like an athlete you know make make those habits and also be be you know take care of yourself if you showcase this to your team they're gonna you know you're gonna lead by example and if they see you you know leave at five o'clock because the day is over no we're tapping out you know mm-hmm. oh you know he's you know sitting at you know, eating a healthy lunch you know done this you know he's well rested she's well rested they're going to start leading by example and when they see the benefits they're going oh, you know there's something to this formula yeah. And then they're going to hopefully emulate you or find what works for them. Yeah. And that's what's going to benefit you because when you're working these super long hours, you're not spending time with your loved ones, you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to the gym, you put like this subconscious pressure on your team that this is the standard that you expect them to work at and they might not be able to last. They might burn out twice as quick. Mm. You know, they'll get unhealthier faster than you, perhaps. So it's really important as a leader, we got to lead by example, take care of ourselves and so take care of our team because without them, we've got nothing. Yeah. And that's a whole different, that's then a whole another topic is really <laughs> creating a culture of self-care, you know, yes. within, within a team or within an organization. Um, and that can really help, you know, so many different aspects of, of you know, morale and retention and, and so on. So, but it's a, another no, huge topic. A whole, yeah. a whole different yeah. topic, a different rabbit hole. But I think we'll definitely get you on again. We'll do another one perhaps cool. about this, but definitely about the habit process because yeah. making the habit of the self-care and the you know, leadership aspects on a whole is super key. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, they, they see a hot new fad and they do that all soup diets and they you know, yeah. <laughs> just jump yeah. around too much. And it's, Got to make something stick. Got to do so. It's going to work and, and stick with it. But listen, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your morning before work. I uh, really appreciate you taking uh, you know, get up a little bit earlier and joining me on the podcast. I will make sure that I have your LinkedIn and different uh, social media platforms in the description. So anyone who wants to get in touch with you, they can reach out. They can find you. Check out some of your great articles you've been putting up on LinkedIn. It's been fantastic. Loving the videos. Um, but once again, thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time today. 
thank you, Pip. It was fantastic. Thanks for having me on the podcast and have a fantastic day. Cheers. Thanks. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's episode. Once again, if you want to get in touch with Sean, check out what he's doing. Make sure you check out the description. I'll put his contact details for LinkedIn, his Instagram, and his, for his website. You can register there and get some amazing leadership tips and really propel yourself to that next level. If you haven't already, please make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. We'd love to have you as one of our followers. And if you're interested to take part in the podcast, have something interesting to say, about leadership and culture, make sure you reach out to us. We can be found at Premier Team Building on all the major platforms. In fact, all the platforms, to be honest. But once again, remember, you got this.